Yesterday's price is not today's price. Why? Why? Yesterday's price is not today's price. Welcome in. I'm Todd Halverson, joined by Brian O'Leary and Matt Davis. Today we're doing a four-round startup mock draft. But first, we have a big announcement. So we'll get into that first before we head into the mock draft. So big announcement. So I'm a new analyst in the Bulletproof Patreon with Drew DFB Encounter. So you'll be able to find me in there. I'll be posting content, mixing up in the Discord. But then also, we're going to be moving this podcast to the Bulletproof family of podcasts. So you'll be able to find the podcast on this feed like normal, but it will also be found in the Bulletproof feed. So we're excited to join Drew and his team. Um, So we're looking forward to that. Um, And so more to come there. But let's go ahead and get started into into the mock draft. If you join us on YouTube... And that can be found in the Twitter links. If you join us on YouTube, you'll be able to see that we're sharing a sleeper mock draft so you can follow along. Also, Brian, I think you're going to be posting a screenshot of the mock draft within the Twitter feed. So it can be found there too. All right. Four-round mock draft. Really, I kind of like kicking it off for the for the year. So we can kind of like go back at the beginning, at the end of this kind of off season and see how much has changed. So that'll be interesting. What we're going to do is um, Brian's going to be the first pick. Matt will be the second pick. I'll be the third pick. And we'll just be picking every third. So I'll be three, six, nine, twelve. 12. Um, Brian, you're going to be one, four, seven, ten. 10. Um, so that's how we're going to run it. Um, we'll do our best to kind of recap things and make sure that it's really clear who we have. We're going to kind of run through and do um, kind of like some roster builds and like what, what we're thinking as far as building some of these rosters. But without further ado, Brian's going to be the first pick kick us off. Yeah. I don't think this is probably going to be a shock to anyone that's listened to the podcast before. Uh, I think he's the most consistent and biggest superstar in the league. So why don't we just kick it off here? Patrick Mahomes, 101. Not a shock. That's a shock for me. Well, okay. Well, you haven't been listening. Josh Allen is tier one. I think like basically hashtag tier of his own for me at this point. Yeah, I I always think that's kind of an interesting debate. Like I I think there's no question Pat Mahomes is a better real life quarterback. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. I was pointed out, Josh Allen has outscored him overall like the last few years. Um, to, to me, they're they're interchangeable uh, because of that. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to take Josh Allen at number two overall. I agree. I, I don't have Mahomes as like tier of his own or anything like that. It's it's a 1A, 1B type deal. Next up, I'll, I'm at the 103 here. And um, I'm going to go ahead and take Jalen Hurts. But I wanted to comment really quickly that the Twitter poll that has kind of gone at least fantasy viral um, of Jalen Hurts and is basically Jalen Hurts versus CJ Stroud. And the resounding side was people taking CJ Stroud over Jalen Hurts, which kind of blows my mind because like, all right, we are not real life NFL scouts. We're like, we're, we're, we're fantasy scout. We're, we're, we're picking for fantasy. And if you want to say CJ Stroud over Jalen Hurts in real life, sure. Absolutely. But from a fantasy point scoring perspective, 
not just this year, but in the future, I just don't understand taking CJ Stroud over him. Doesn't make any sense to me. Jalen Hurts had a had what kind of people are considering to be a not very good year, and he's still outscoring him by a decent margin. That's fair enough. So we have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Not nothing shocking, I'd say. Um, so that means I'm back up 104. And I will take the player that you were just talking about and CJ Stroud 104. Yeah, I think I I mean those are the top four that I, I had. Um, but CJ Stroud, I mean I, for since October, I've been calling him Peyton Manning 2.0. So I, I think he's going to have a lot of top five finishes just based on his arm alone. Um, number five, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. Um, the, again, these were my top five overall. Uh, I'm so happy to have whoever's left out of that five at number five. Yeah, I think we've talked about it at times. There's that. There's the tier of the top three. I think people are now starting to bleed Stroud into that top three, making it a top four. For me, it's still a tier of Stroud, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, and um, so that leaves me in a diff. I'm, I'm here at the 106. That puts me in a position: Do I take one of Herbert or um, Burrow? which would be the next two quarterbacks on the board for me, or do I do what I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the 2024? Um, I think we did like a top top 24 players. And I mentioned taking Justin Jefferson in the first round. And we'll get to it a little bit as we get into the second round. And we can kind of look at what those two trade options are. Do you want Justin Jefferson and say like a Kyler Murray, or do you want a Lamar Jackson, like a Garrett Wilson? I think that's something that we might be looking at there in that second round between the picks that Matt and I just made with Lamar versus Jefferson. So that'll be kind of something interesting to circle back on as we get into the second. But for me, Justin Jefferson, just he is a separation separator. Whereas if I have a guy like Dak in the second round or a Kyler, I think that they can put up Lamar or Stroud numbers. And so Justin Jefferson, I probably didn't respect him enough in the past. And I'm, I'm coming around to um, hitting the, when I say respect him enough, I mean like taking him in the first round respect. Yeah. Yeah, And that's kind of like the entire point of us doing uh, this exercise is to kind of see what the teams look like right after four rounds and see like, and we can kind of go back and, say, okay, actually, I really wish I took Burrow there because QB dried up really quickly. Or, you know, I'm happy with Jefferson because, like you said, I got Dak and this and this. So interested to see how it kind of plays out. Yeah, there's there's no way to go wrong with Justin Jefferson. I think he's a clear cut above everybody else in terms of non-quarterbacks. And I've said that for a while. I'll continue to say it. I'll never not say it. Um, so we're up on the clock. So it's CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, those last three picks. So 107, I will go with Joe Burrow. I'll keep it boring. Uh, a Joe Cool, and I I love his attachment to Chase and potentially Higgins. So it's that's kind of a no brainer for me. So yeah. these top seven picks, um, and we're about to get. Maybe we get to eight before we do this, but like just to recap them and then I'll let Matt go. So we've got the the kind of the three consensus top three, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. 
Then we go Stroud, Lamar, Jefferson slides in as the only non-quarterback, and then Burrow. And then, Matt, you're up at eight. Yeah. Um, so at eight here, uh, probably going to be a surprising selection. I can probably get this guy at 11, uh, but I do not want to get sniped on him, and I think this is where he should be going. I'm going to take Jordan Love at 108. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Oh, my. <laughs> so, so you're accepting, we start accepting Jordan Love. Is so you're in my 101. You got to send me 101 for Jordan Love if you're actually being a real fan at this point. One for one. Uh, once, once you live up to your values, you, you can have one one but so just to like kind of recap some of the guys that, um, Jordan Love is going ahead of right now, um, from quarterback, we've got Justin Herbert, we've got Anthony Richardson, we've got Dak, we've got Kyler, we've got Caleb Williams. I mean, so we're Dak, Dak, Dak and Kyler were never in consideration to me. It's Justin Herbert. No, no, I'm just talking about the players that are on the board that are like even conceivable in the second round, really. So um, Herbert, Lawrence, Richardson, Dak, Kyler, um, Caleb Williams, and then receivers basically are Chase Lamb Chase, would be the Chase, Chase and Lamb. And I, I was considering Justin Herbert and Jamar Chase. To me, those were the two options with Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Um, I'd rather have him. So uh, that that's it. Really, that, that that was my reasoning. Okay, so uh, Burrow, then Jordan Love. Um, so I'm on the clock at the 109, and I will take my most owned quarterback, Justin Herbert. I've got him in um, six out of my 13 dynasty leagues. And so um, I, I think that he's kind of – I think he's kind of undervalued because of um, – from a points per game standpoint, he was like seventh in points per game heading into the game where he got injured. And in the game he got injured, he scored like two points. It kind of deflated and knocked him down to around QB 10 or so. So I think he was pretty undervalued the way he performed this year. And um, I think that he's still, for me, still in that top. He's still in that room, that, that room with CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Bro, and Herbert. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think a lot of people still have him right there. But I, I kind of agree with you that, you know, maybe he's towards the end of that tier. But uh, I don't expect almost anyone listening to this episode to agree with me on Love Over Herbert. I, I, I think that's a uh, kind of consensus view. Okay, so we're, we're doing this draft. Um, I think you mentioned it, so I didn't. I don't want to get sniped. We're doing this draft as we're competing against each other in a sense, not like um, where we think they would maybe go in real life. So like you think that there's a chance that we would take him at the 109 or 110? I, I think he could fall to 109 in real life drafts. Cause like, let's say, uh, let's say, you know, Jordan Love does not go 108 in your startup. Uh, Jamar Chase easily could, right? Um, or CD Lamb easily could. Um, so I, I think, I think the 108, 109, 110 areas, you know, pretty interesting this year. You can get guys that were sometimes going in the top five a year ago there. All right. So that brings up Brian at 110. So this is each of our last pick of the first round. 
and I'm going to stay on the QB train and go with this year's 101 out of USC, Caleb Williams. Uh, I probably would have taken him at 109. I would have had him definitely above love. I would definitely have him behind Herbert. So, Yeah, this kind of starts like a new tier for me, and it sounds like maybe for you as well, Brian. Is that accurate? Yeah, yep. With Jordan Love either in it or behind it. Or way behind it, yeah. All right, so Matt, you're up at the 111. I'll go ahead and get um, Caleb Williams in there, who will be in there as Justin Tucker, a kicker. As he should be. Yeah, and um, I was going to say, this is already kind of interesting to me because, like, uh, I don't disagree that Caleb kind of belongs in this tier, but I'm also definitely taking Jamar Chase right here at 11, and I would take him over Caleb in any startup. Um, I think Caleb is as good of a prospect as everybody thinks he is, but he is a prospect some of the time. Sometimes those guys bust. Jamar Chase, we know, is a 20-point-per-game wide receiver. Um, so he's, you know, in the in the first round, you want sure things. And Jamar Chase, to me, is about as sure of a thing as you can get it. So love giving, love getting him at 11 here. Surprised yeah. you didn't go uh, Trevor Lawrence there, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take Trevor later on if he's still there, but. Not close to it. You won't be finding me taking any Trevor Lawrence at least anytime soon. So I, I'm gonna go back. I'm, I'm still stuck on Jordan Love at the 108. So can you can you tell me like is that something you would actually do? Like we're actually in a startup draft. So we can't we can't You're trade smashing. we we can't trade picks here. Um and well, I mean you could think about it as trading back to the your next pick, which is the 111. Because you have the one eleven also. Uh, I mean, when we talked like a week ago, you already had Love as like an early second pick. Um, uh, mid second, mid second. I, I thought, well, like I thought you said two oh four. So that was before he kicked the Cowboys' ass all over AT and T Stadium. Um, <laughs> and Jordan Love is that fucking guy, dude. Uh, okay, so it, it, wanna, it's, time, it's time for people to start acknowledging that this is not. I want to clarify my two hundred four. So I don't, I don't have any interest in, and you're not going to see me take any any running backs here in the second round. And I know that people do take running backs, and so I'm expecting that some running backs to go ahead of the two hundred four. So like, if I was thinking about like where I would draft Jordan Love, it's probably around the two hundred six. Whenever we talked a couple weeks ago, so just to kind of clarify what that position was i think i mentioned it but like i just don't have any running backs i'm just not willing to take a running back like Bijan, gibbs Brees. none of those guys in the early second for me are even in consideration yeah so I, I, I pretty, sorry go ahead no go ahead yeah i i pretty much agree with you there um like if, if i'm doing a startup and i'm at 108 um i'm definitely you know exploring options to trade back to like 111 112 to take jordan love I'm not risking getting leaving the first round without him. I I think Jordan Love deserves to be in that CJ Stroud tier. Um Jesus so Christ. I, that's, and last thing I'll say about Jordan Love, this is not a homer take. I can refer you to Stephen Ruiz at the Ringer. I can refer you to Robert Mays at the Athletic Pod, who's actually a Bears fan. 
who talk about Stroud and Love in the exact same sentence and talk about them as the future of the league and elite quarterbacks. That's who Jordan Love is. All right, so I'm on the clock at the 112. I'm going Anthony Richardson. He's in the same tier for me as Caleb Williams. Um, I, like Matt, would take Jamar Chase ahead of Caleb Williams. So there's probably like a tier of receivers that I would have above um, above this tier. And now I'm saying that and like, would I, I guess I have Lamb and Chase in the same tier. So would I take, they're probably all in the same tier for me. They're probably, it's probably like the 101, Chase, Richardson, Lamb, all in a tier together. And if I'm in a startup, it's whatever I'm feeling that day, probably. <laughs> whatever. If, I, yeah. if I'm just like vibing for a quarterback, okay. In this in this mock that we're doing, I'm obviously sitting at the 112, and I'm on the clock again at the 201. So now I can just turn around and and hit CD Lamb. So, which is what I just did. Um, so would I rather have Richardson or Lamb, same tier, Chase, same tier, Caleb Williams, same tier for me? Yeah. Uh, and to me, this is kind of where it gets interesting because, like, these are my top 13 guys uh, that we just took. And there is a tier break here for me. Um, I would much rather have CD Lamb than whoever's on the board currently right now. And, and, and just really quick, so Matt – that's I think that's really interesting because there you said there's 13 guys and I would agree with you. That's like the that's like the 13 top players to me. Hopefully I'm not missing anybody. But last year it felt like there were like maybe 10 mm -hmm. um, in startups. And I mentioned this on previous podcasts, but I, I it was kind of disgusting to be at like the 111 or the 112. Um, and you missed out on like the top eight or nine quarterbacks, including like maybe Jefferson and Chase. And you were probably taking Bijan um, or you were taking like a big gamble on somebody and it didn't like wreck your roster or anything. But to me, it is now like a 13 player group. And that's a little bit more intriguing for being a back end um, first round pick with when you're doing a third round reversal, which, which we are. And so you're, you know, we've gotten in these, these last three picks, um, um, Caleb Williams, Jamar Chase, Anthony Richardson, and that's a pretty fun start. Um, Brian, would you go ahead and just like recap us the first round before Matt hops into his uh, 202 pick? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Hertz 103, CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson 106, Joe Burrow, Jordan Love, yes, Jordan Love, uh, Justin Herbert 109, Caleb Williams, Jamar Chase, Anthony Richardson round out the first. And then Anthony Richardson's team also took CD Lamb. We're back on the clock with Team 11 at 202. Yeah. And so I, there's a few guys I'm kind of looking at here. Um, I think the best quarterback available is probably Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm not going to take him. Um, to me, I'm going to grab the surest thing on the board with the high, best combination of high floor and high ceiling. And to me, that's my wide receiver four in Dynasty, Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think that's a pretty 
we'll we'll see how I can do in round three and four. But uh, chasing a Monra, it's it's definitely a fun start. That's for sure. That is a fun start. If nothing else, it's a fun start. Yeah, that's the that's that's a nice double up for sure. You gotta make sure you get a quarterback, obviously, and you're probably piecing together if we're if we're going full start up, you know, finding Kirk Cousins types, I would imagine. So Matt, if uh, that's your start at one eleven or at the one eleven two oh two, two receivers in your in your head, and you may not be able to get to it quite yet, but in your head is this this is a uh, win now team? Yeah, I think so. But uh I, I definitely think it's a win now team, but the kind of nice thing about chasing them on with their age, uh, you know, the draft doesn't yeah. fall my way. You can pivot. Um, yeah, you can do it way. All right. Uh, so I'm on the clock at 2.03. This team has Caleb Williams currently. I'll take Kyler Murray. So same question for you, Brian. When you, when you take Caleb Williams in the first round, are you a little bit like, hesitant on like is this is this team trying to win immediately uh i don't think that has to be the case necessarily i i like having two quarterbacks in a tank or in a contend situation so that's that's fine by me yeah okay um so kyler murray um at the 203 um one thing so in the bulletproof discord um, Adeko, who posts the ADP, um, he put out a screenshot of um, the last two weeks ADP, and Kyler Murray is at the 212, probably the best value in all of startups right now. I think this 203 spot is appropriate of where he should go. Um, he is in that same tier for me of all all six of these last players: Caleb Williams, Jamar Chase, Anthony Richardson, Ceedee Lamb. Um, I don't know about ARSB being in the same tier, but he's basically like right on the cusp and then Kyler. But I have no issue with ARSB in this range. So I think it's kind of a. Yeah, that, that was between those. It was probably between those two for me, Kyler and ARSB. So yep, now same. I am uh, filibustering because I don't <laughs> really know who I would want to take next. Um, this is where things start to get a little bit Harry at the so we're at the 204 it's a tear break to me um, I, have, I have two guys so I'm, I'm happy with uh whoever you don't pick um, yeah and see this is where I would have see when I mentioned uh Jordan Love 204 this is like where I view him as being um normally I would hope that somebody takes like a Bijan before the spot but we're obviously all like team hate running backs apparently Brian <laughs> Shirley's taking one here soon um, but to me, the safe thing is just probably like taking, taking a like best quarterback available. Um, the issue is that best quarterback available is Trevor Lawrence and I'm just <laughs> not comfortable with him. I, I, I don't feel good about him. This would be a classic spot where I would be trying to trade back and just be like, I don't want any of these guys. Like, even if I have to go all the way to the end of the second, like what kind of trade can I make to get just get out of here? Um, so now I'm sitting here probably just deciding between biting the bull on Trevor Lawrence. There are some things that point to the fact that he probably had some poor luck this past year. And so I'm going to probably take him and then just like talk myself into the fact that he got unlucky and um, that this team is going to start with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and um, at least hopefully have quarterback figured out um, going into next year. So this, this team will – 
we'll take Trevor Lawrence. This to me is exactly why you want to ideally go quarterback first round for that. That gives you that flexibility and you have that foundational piece that if you do want to stray and be like, I don't want to take Trevor Lawrence. I want to take my next best receiver. Or if you like Bijan or a crazy tight end guy, like that's, that gives you that flexibility after having the quarterback foundation. Yeah. So that, that team at the, that, that had the 109 pick um, has now started with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. And that brings Matt up on the clock with his team that has Jordan Love. Before before Matt before Matt goes and picks uh, Dan Tavian Wicks, um, uh, <laughs> I, can you imagine having that combination without trading up um, in a startup this last offseason? Like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert, those were like two top seven, top eight picks. Yeah, that's a really good So like a year ago, that would be insane to think you could get that because like Justin Herbert was like going around like what, the 104? Uh, Trevor Lawrence was around the 108. He was in that group of players that I mentioned that that I was uncomfortable if I didn't get inside that top nine or ten. One thing I really like to do, and like as I'm thinking about a startup, especially in these first four rounds, is taking someone that I think can accrue value. And if I look at the guys so far that have gone in the second round, we've got Lamb, ARSB, Kyler, and Lawrence. To me, Kyler and Lawrence are the two that probably have the best chance to accrue value. Um, Lamb and ARSB, first off, they're a little bit higher up on the draft board, so it's a little bit tougher to accrue value. But being the receivers, you're probably hanging out towards the end of the first, early second, like they are um, even a year from now. If, even if they I just, like, I, I think of it. I think of like we talked about Jefferson. Not to go too far off the rails here, but like, is there something that one of those other three receivers, Chase, Lamb, ARSB? What is it that they can do to pass Jefferson or even get on that same plane? I, I don't it, think is, there's is anything. Jefferson, is it a Jefferson catastrophic injury? Is that the only thing that like... Really... No, I think it's more like Jefferson quarterback situation. That would be the concern right now. And really, I think um, I posted like the when Puka was going off the other night, I posted just my um, quick tiers of like the top six receivers. And... I ended up putting Jefferson, Chase, and Lamb all in the same tier and like this in the comments. And I think that and the reason I did that was because I then started thinking about the quarterback situation for the Vikings. And as soon as they iron out their quarterback situation, then I'm going to revert back to having Jefferson up. But I just want to make sure like, do they get someone that can actually like throw the ball? And I don't think like Jefferson doesn't need a need a quarterback, but it's the difference between him being like like tier of his own wide receiver one yeah. or like in the same tier as Chase and Lamb, which is like Still Not pretty good, cap, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this the start to Jefferson's career just puts them so much ahead of those guys. I mean, it's Chase is close, uh, but he also had Joe Burrow, not Kirk Cousins, and Jefferson was still outscoring him. Jefferson is just this generation's Jerry Rice. I think he's always going to be one on one, uh, or like the wide receiver one. I'm sorry, yeah. And and Lamb has done this one year, which which was unreal. But like we need to see it again, like Jefferson's done it year, year, year over year over year. Yep, agreed with that. Um, and, and one thing, and uh, and then I'll we can move on. But one thing is, if Lamb and Chase can kind of be comparable next year to Jefferson, I think what it'll do is it'll drop Jefferson back a little bit, and what you'll see is kind of people waiting to take like the third of the tier, and so it'll be kind of like it may it may actually bring Jefferson back and. Um, then they all kind of go at the end of the first, like assuming Lamb basically repeats. 
So I'm uh, with this next pick at 205 to pair up with first round startup pick Jordan Love. I'm actually going to go kind of the opposite philosophically from you, uh, Todd. Uh, I don't think this guy is going to accrue much value, um, but I think that this is a hell of a win now start, and I think I have two locked and loaded QB1s for the next five years. I'm going to take Dak, Pre Dak Prescott at 205. Um, I think he had like an MVP caliber season. Uh, we just talked about Lamb. He's tied to Lamb. Uh, I don't you know, I don't think Dak is going anywhere even after the playoff loss and like people talking about shaking things up in Dallas. Uh, they would be fucking insane to move on from Dak. Uh, so I you think he's just play Trey, Trey Lance next year. I don't think that's an option. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I think Dak earned his place among the real life top quarterbacks this year. He had an amazing season. By the way, speaking of Trey Lance, this time last year in a startup in the fourth at the end of the fourth round, I took Trey Lance. So um just wanted to kind of reopen an old wound there. Anyways. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean we can even go back a couple of years ago. A lot of people started off their branch uh, their dynasty team with Trey Lance and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, first round Trey Lance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this second round has Lamb, ARSB, Kyler, Trevor Lawrence, and Dak. That brings Brian up with his pick that started at the 107. This is the 206. The first-round player has Joe Burrow on it. Uh, I'm, I'm going uh, something that may or may not be controversial. I'll take Marvin Harrison, Jr. So that's, again, 206, Marvin Harrison, Jr., I strongly considered him at 205, so I, I, no controversy at all from either. Yeah, do we think that do we think that uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. will go earlier earlier than this in most um, startups, or is this? I think he goes. I think he goes earlier. I I feel like me personally, I think he'll go in random drafts. He'll go before Dak, before Lawrence, before Kyler. I bet. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And I, and I think uh, I think there's people that are going to take him over Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, and then I, another another kind of thought-provoking thing here is okay, so we're we're taking we're taking these kickers as the actual player. So we're taking Caleb Williams. You just took Marvin Harrison Jr. When you do a startup this time of year, it's really just the 101, 102. When those 101s in theory become the actual player, do we think that they drop down, they lose a little bit of value? Um, or does the lure of having, like, I have the 102, we can do anything with it, add some value to it? Like, this is the 102, does it go earlier? I don't know. I'm thinking here. Well, it, it's, it's interesting because, like, last year, like, we see where CJ Stroud is now. Last year, he was the 106. 105 range right so like it's something that i think when you have when you're drafting rookie picks instead of the players you potentially are gaining value just in the sense of the draft can get deeper people can like people more like as the offseason goes on so that's something to just think that i think about during startups like during this time frame is rookie picks are valuable because they're going to accrue value from now to rookie draft time so that's just something I personally think about. Yeah. 
And, and some of these earlier picks, they're a little bit, it's easier to kind of stake a claim on who the player is. Whereas when you get like really past like the 103, 104, 105, most classes, maybe this one's a little bit, we kind of feel like we know what's going on, but eventually some things are going to change. Um, all right. So I'm on the clock here with the 106 first round pick. Um, we're now on the 207. I took Justin Jefferson with this team in the first round. Um this is the spot where I would hope that a running back would have already gone. Like we've gotten, <laughs> yeah, we're already yeah. here and Bijan's still on the board. So like, do I consider just like going a, a, um, a weird build for me? Like I'm always quarterback first round, but I've got a team here with Justin Jefferson in the first round. Um, do I turn it around with Bijan? I don't think so because I think that whenever you take running back first round, you are cornering yourself into having to be a win now team. And that might be kind of controversial, but I don't, like Bijan's probably best year of his career will be if he does like whatever his best year is will probably be like year two or year three. That'll be his most valuable. From here, it's just going to start losing value. Look at Jonathan Taylor. We were taking him in the mid first what eighteen months ago, and here we are. We he's not even in consideration for the second second round. So I don't think that Bijan is someone who I would want to take here, but I could see someone wanting to go like Jefferson Bijan start, and then you've got a win now build. Maybe you get the Kirk Cousins, you get an Aaron Rodgers later on, and that's kind of like a. I mean, you would be really good if Bijan pans out like we think he will. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to stick here with either wide receiver or quarterback. Um, the two options for me would be Garrett Wilson, who kind of like, there's only, there's two guys left in that wide receiver tier for me of um, ARSB. Marvin Harrison Jr., it's Garrett Wilson, and then Puka. So it's either him or do I jump the gun and take my second most owned quarterback, who I don't think goes probably till the beginning of the third round in Justin Jefferson. I mean, in, sorry, in Justin Fields. <laughs> if Justin Fields had a firm starting position with the Bears or with someone else, I'd probably go ahead and take him here but I don't know that I can do that with my second round pick. So I'm going to do what Matt did with a Chase ARSB startup. And I'm going to go Jefferson Garrett Wilson to start this one. I'm surprised that's not Puka. I'm going to still keep Garrett Wilson above Puka um, just in the within the tier, but only because I think that there's just a little bit more sex appeal to Garrett Wilson without the entire throughout the entire league. Yeah, they're they're very close to me. I I mean, but like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not splitting hairs there. If I if I had tomorrow, I could wake up and be like, Nah, I'm good. I'm Puka ahead of Garrett Wilson. Garrett's going to have a lot better of a situation next year. I think we're going to see what mm -hmm. his real talent is. Um, so I, okay. I think right now you can kind of get him at like a depressed value a little bit because he had the year from hell. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, 30% target share. He led the NFL in air yard share. I mean, his peripherals are just like off the charts. If he can get a quarterback, he he might we might be sitting here next year, and he's also in that group of Jefferson, Chase, and Lamb. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so, so that's 207. So then Matt is up 208 with already Lamar Jackson, right? Yep, Lamar Jackson, and um, sounds like me and Todd were looking at the exact same two guys there. I kind of wanted Garrett Wilson because uh, that would be a fun start for me. Like, 
just outside of dynasty, just real life football, Lamar Jackson and Garrett Wilson are two of my five favorite players in the entire league. Uh, I think they're just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, would have loved that start, but I am happy to take Puka Nakua here. Um, I think that's where he belongs. I, uh, like Todd, I have him in the same exact tier as Garrett Wilson. I think you could have made an argument for Puka to go a few spots earlier even. Uh, there should just be no questions about Puka Nakua anymore. He, he had one of the best rookie seasons at any position in the entire history of the NFL. That can't just be explained because he has a good coach and quarterback. Um, he took over Cooper Cup as the 1A in that offense. Uh, two years after Cooper Cup put up one of the best seasons by a wide receiver that we have ever seen. So, uh, yeah, I think I think Puka deserves to be here. And uh, it looks like if I'm looking at this correctly and uh, that uh, Brian's pick was Marvin Harrison, it looks like Puka is the wide receiver seven off the board. And... That just feels like a good value. I, I think uh, think he should be kind of wide receiver four or five uh, in that conversation. So happy to get him here. You took you took ARSB at wide receiver four. So are you debating yourself now? No, I, I, I was looking at <laughs> I, I was I was looking at Puka Garrett, uh, Marvin Harrison, like yeah. right around Amon Ra. All right, so that that team that had the 105, just started with Lamar and Puka. Now we've got Brian's team that had the 104. C.J. Stroud was the first-round pick. Where are we going, 209? Uh, 209, I'm breaking the seal. Give me Bijan. There we go. There we go. Finally, we got the running back th- off the board. I think he is a transcendent talent. I love pairing two young guys like this together. I think... I can win now. I can tank for one more year with this build. Either way, uh, I think that's that's something I really am happy with at this range. I think something fun about this exercise is that I think when we went early second, I said I had no interest in taking a running back in the second round. I just kind of on and now realizing I would have taken Bijan at the two ten. So I lied. <laughs> um, I would take a running back at the end of the second round. But I think this is like this is where he goes. He should go after that top seven receiver range. You could argue 103 here, and 103 is maybe where I'm leaning going with this pick. I've got Jalen Hurts in the first round. Um, we're on the 210 here. I took Jalen Hurts at the 103. So for me, it would be a, basically a decision between Justin Fields and the 103. And uh, I'm going to take the 103. I'm very high, very bullish on Drake May a couple weeks ago. Um, Matt had mentioned Drake May kind of in the early to mid early to mid second. Um, I don't know what to do with Drake May. <laughs> and oh I, I mean, Drake May to me, like we obviously haven't fleshed out all of like the prospect information. Like I don't have like all the data yet. Um, haven't really like checked it all out. We don't know exactly what the draft capital will be. We think that he'll probably go 102, but you kind of need like the combine and things like that to happen to really get a good feel for where these NFL teams are going to take quarterbacks. But if he goes second overall, I, I think that there's a case to be made that he should be in that tier. Like I would probably, ra- if he goes second overall, I'd probably rather, ha- I, I would definitely rather have him than Trevor Lawrence and um, Dak. 
Kyler probably still take Kyler over him, but or at least I, I would take Drake May in the same tier as those guys. So um, I think there's just still some things to be seen. Like he didn't have as good of a year this past year as he did in, in his sophomore year. So I'd, I would want if I was drafting prior and I had to make the selection like Drake May himself, the actual player, I'd be a little bit more cautious. Well, and that's kind of like the fun thing to kind of d- debate in the second round, right? Do you go for like proven high end production that isn't really going to accrue value, or are you going to go like the Drake May route, where you know next year he could be where CJ Stroud is at one of four in startups, you know? Um, so, I think you got to be pretty happy uh, getting getting him at the end of the second round uh, because of that enormous upside. Um. There's a few guys I'm looking at right here. So Matt's at the 102, now we're at the 211. Uh, he took Josh Allen in round one. And just um, to clarify, you're... we're doing third, third, third round reversal as well. So I'm yeah. not going to have two picks here at the 212. Right. And um, while Matt's figuring out who he wants, let me just recap the second round here really quick. So we went Lamb, 201, uh, ARSB, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence at the 204, Dak, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 206, Garrett Wilson, Puka 208, Bijan, and then Drake May at the 210. Yep, and I think I decided who I'm going to take uh, at the 211. And again, this is not playing for any kind of value game. I'm starting with Josh Allen. And I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey at the 211, and I'm going to go try and win this league in year one. And I am not that concerned about Christian McCaffrey's age. I think he's a unicorn. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the best players of this generation. And I think he has a couple more years left of league winning potential. Uh, he's, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I believe he was the highest scoring player in fantasy this year, even ahead of the quarterbacks. Um, if he wasn't, he was right there for most of the season. Uh, he's a guy you can realistically get a 25 point per game season from, uh, which is fucking insane. So I, I'm going to take I, over some of the younger guys that have a chance to, you know, accrue more value. I tend to play startups pretty cautiously and I'm, typically in like the year one punt or year one productive struggle. I don't think you can really productive struggle anymore. I think it's just a struggle because everybody's tried to do productive struggle. So now it's just like year one struggle. Um, <laughs> if I see a team start with Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to be pretty cautious, even even more cautious because this team is nasty and there's going to be some other jackass. that's going to trade all of his future picks be a win now team we just don't know who it is yet and so now you're probably looking at a team that started josh allen and christian mccaffrey some other idiot i mean if we're looking for the irresponsible guy probably the guy who drafted jordan love 108 is yeah that guy is also going all in and so now i'm looking at my team having to go against some of those i'm going to be playing it even more cautious with one of my teams or with my team, if I see that, like Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, like if they stay healthy, that team is out of control. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, that's kind of uh, like, I wasn't taking Christian McCaffrey in a vacuum there. You know, I it was like, all right, I'm pairing him with Josh Allen. Let's go try and win this league and dominate. All right. Um, 212 to wrap up round two. 
I went back and forth with two different players here. I'm going to go with pair Patrick Mahomes with AJ Brown. So we've got a gap here between that Marvin Harrison Jr., Garrett Wilson, Puka wide receiver run, and then three guys later, and then AJ Brown. I have AJ Brown now in like a mini tier down, almost maybe by himself. Like, I mean, if I'm trying to, and I've talked about trying to like make my tiers bigger, I guess sure, I just put them in, put him in the same tier. But w- would you guys have AJ Brown same tier as Puka, Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., and ARSB or tier down? It's tough, I, I, he's he's the same he's the same for me he's a little bit older but i think he's also proven more than they have and i think we kind of soured on the eagles in general the last you know three four weeks of the season uh maybe rightfully so in this this year but jalen hurts will be healthy next year hopefully aj brown's still relatively young he's still got plenty of elite production on te- on deck in my opinion so i think that's good value at at the the end of the second I agree with that. I think he'd be in the same tier for me and probably at the end of that tier just because of age. But uh, to Brian's point, it should surprise nobody if A.J. Brown has a C.D. Lamb type season in the next year or two. And speaking of C.D. Lamb, so this team that I'm on the clock here with at the 301, we're going third round reversal. So this is the team that had the 112. Anthony Richardson was the 112. C.D. Lamb was the 201. And now this team is going to add another running quarterback, and it's going to add Justin Fields at the 301. So I got a fun plus to have not, have not gone quarterback quarterback is I think that there's probably a few quarterbacks in this third, typically, that I, w- I would like. I think in some drafts you're going to see like Dak maybe fall to the third. He didn't make it here. So you have Justin Fields, um, I like Deshaun Watson still. You've got Brock Purdy. So there's still some quarterback options where if you had taken a receiver in round one, you could go quarterback. So uh, 301, the team with that now has Anthony Richardson, CeeDee Lamb, and Justin Fields. Yeah, definitely a fun start. Um, compared to years past, God, I love this early third round, man. Early to mid third round. There's so many good players left on the board right now that I think in years past would have been like mid second uh, starter picks. Um, I th- this is like one of those spots where you know if, if I'm doing a real life startup, uh, so I'm at the 302 right now. My first two picks at 111 and uh, two, 202 were Jamar Chase and Amon Rossi Brown. There's, you know, about four or five guys I'm looking at right now. And I'm just going to take the surest thing on the board that also has pretty good upside. Um, And I'm going to pair Sam Laporta uh, with Jamar Chase and Monroe St. Brown. Tight end one finally goes off the board in the early third. Yeah, we kept drafting and I kept thinking, when is the right time for the tight end? And this feels about right. I mentioned that ADP that I saw um, from a deco and Sam Laporta goes at the 302 on in the last two weeks. So you're right in line with ADP. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's kind of where I was thinking of going potentially here is between again, two guys. Um, so this is the team that I have Caleb Williams and Kyler Murray. I'm going to 
bet that, that there's plenty of wide receiver depth that I can build out around, but I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs with Caleb Williams and Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, so- he's definitely a guy I was looking at right there with uh, Laporta, so I think that's a good pick. Yeah, and that team that just took Laporta now has Chase, ARSB, and Laporta, so no quarterback in the first three rounds. There's always that one team in every league that like, just abandons the quarterback, and the 111 team is it in this one. In, yes, in the positive, at least, is is that he has a good amount of youth and upside with that group. It's not like sometimes it's like a team that has like, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill, Derrick Henry, and <laughs> yeah. you know Kelsey. And then it's like, oh, shit. Well, you're short-term putting everything in, and long-term you don't have really anything working in your favor. Oh, and he traded his first in 2025 to move up to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and he's already he's already planning to orphan the league in a year so <laughs> yeah. sweet bro <laughs> so i'm on the clock with this team nine that had herbert and lawrence in the first two rounds um this would be a decent spot to go Brees hall because I think that he is the in the same tier as Bijan and Gibbs, which is another reason that I just wouldn't want to take Bijan in the first two in the second round, and really Gibbs for that matter, because I just view them all in the same tier. So give me the third of the tier. But I just don't, I just really don't want to have to take a running back in the third round and then be kind of handcuffed to taking. Um, kind of a build win now type of roster but this team has herbert it has lawrence let's take the gamble that they're going to turn things around in 2024 and we'll go Brees hall to um kind of put this team in the direction of a win now roster and then this team probably is going receivers um later on now i just remember that we do have picks available and i just forgot that so would i rather have Brees hall or the 104 um you ever made the pick? Brees yet? Hall or the one oh yeah, Brees Hall or the 104. I just changed my mind. We're gonna go the 104. Um and yeah, we're gonna go the 104. We just we we just changed before we hit the selection, we changed our mind. It, it, it's it's like it's like playing chess. I didn't pick my hand up, I, I'm still touching the piece. Yeah, I'm still so holding, I'm still holding. Still <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like the 104 there um, a lot. I, I think that was probably the best value um, on the board, even though uh, Brees Hall was right there uh, with it. Um, outside of Jordan Love, Todd, uh, me and you are on the same page a lot where you're like debating between two guys and I'm kind of happy to take who's left. Uh, that happened again right here. I was looking at 104 Brees Hall and, you know, with this team at the 108 and uh, 205, I started Jordan Love and Dak Prescott, and I am going to take Brees Hall here. And I'm very happy with the, the start. I think I have two quarterback ones and a guy with RB1 overall potential. And I think Brees Hall has the type of potential uh, to separate himself where if he's fully healthy, Rodgers is good next year. He has another 75 catches. He has some explosive plays. I think you can see him jumping into that like one, two turn spot if he, you know, unleashes his full potential. So ha- happy to pair him with Love and Dak here. So yeah. now we're yeah. on Brian. 
Uh, this is a tough one for me. It's a, it's again between two players, a wide receiver and a tight end. So this is the team that has uh, I, this is team yeah. seven. It has Joe Burrow and it has Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. And we're on the clock at the 306. Um, just to give an idea of kind of like maybe like best available. Um, sleeper is the ADP is kind of jacked up. So um, I'm going to kind of do this on the fly. You've got um, the 105 is, is available. You've got Deshaun. Um, Taylor, you did not take Deshaun Watson here. Taylor, I, 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 I was Olave. gonna say, yeah, 105 Olave McBride. I think Andrews should be in play here. Um, I think Deshaun is very much in play here, very much in play. Like, if if my team at the 109, um, I would take a 104 over him. Um, the 105, I think I'd probably lean Watson. Um, Obviously, I'm not on the clock, but like my team, my team here at the 307 that's up next will be Watson, if not taken by Brian. Um, he will not be. Okay, but I'm just kind of just pushing back yep. on the Watson yep. hate. I mean, yep. you could just take your entry fee and light it on fire instead of drafting Watson in the middle of the third. Deshaun Watson was one of the worst not that bad last year. He was not like we can maybe hash that one out another day. He, his his fantasy performances were not that bad he wasn't very good in real life um but from a fantasy perspective he was not that bad um so i'm i don't have give me uh chris olave to pair with burrow and marvin harrison jr the semi ohio state trio I, I want i think that's a good pick i wanted to see if olave was going to make it one more uh one more pick because that would have been like a really fun team six pick. Um, but back on. So my, back on, my, oh, go ahead. Dad. My team six is on the clock. Jefferson, Garrett Wilson already. I took Deshaun Watson, like I said, so we'll keep it moving. Team five has Lamar and Puka, and it's Matt. Yeah. And um, so I was kind of hoping, you know, Olave would make it, even though I didn't think he would. So the three pieces i'm looking at right the four pieces i'm looking at right now there's four guys i'm trying to decide between it's the 105 it's tyree kill it's trey mcbride and it's mark andrews um and i have lamar jackson i have puka nakua i i'm still i i'm, I'm not gonna take tyree kill i'm uh I'm going to take the 105 uh, here, and I think that, you know, that could end up being Malik Neighbors or Brock Bowers. Um, I'm not sure which yet. Uh, I think they're both, like, A-plus prospects. Um, and So just to be clear, we are picking the rookie player, so you have to take the player here. So who do you take? Who, the player. Who I, will, I, I will take. Or Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels will be available, too. Well, we already did. We we, we already took Jaden Daniels, right? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I took Jaden Daniels at one hundred and four. Sorry. Uh, I will. Yeah, you're right. We are picking the players. I will take uh, Malik Neighbors. All right, Malik Neighbors. He is wide receiver. He's wide receiver nine, with Alave being wide receiver eight. Yeah, and. Um, it might be a little too early for him, but I 
there's a lot of people that think he is one of the best prospects in years. So. Yeah. So it's I, ten. I it's it's yeah. it's ten. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Alave's nine, yeah. and um, neighbors is ten because Marvin Harrison Jr. was wide receiver five. All right. So team four with Stroud and Bijan Robinson. We'll pick up the pace here. Yep. Uh, Trey McBride. Yep. I think that's a good pick. I like it. So that team now has Stroud, Bijan, and McBride, which will be kind of a fun build because now you can rattle off probably some receivers here in like the next few rounds. Yep. So McBride is so far down previous ADP that I have to type his name in. All right. Hey, so so uh, <laughs> team three that had a Hurts and Drake May is now on the clock. And this team, the 106 is available. So it'd be either Brock Bowers um, or go receiver. The receiver's available. I think it's a major tier break after Alave. And I guess if you wanted to include neighbors into that group, um, the running backs, we've hit a tier break. Now the next best running back is probably Jonathan Taylor. Um, quarterbacks, we've after Deshaun Watson and Jaden Daniels, we're looking at probably Brock Purdy. Um, and then, like we mentioned, tight end, we've got the 106. I'll probably just go the 106 and take um, Bowers with this pick. Hurts. Bowers or Purdy for this one. So Hurts, May, and Bowers. That's that's a fun start. Uh, team two here uh, started off Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey. It actually makes this pick very easy for me, where otherwise in a vacuum, this pick is kind of hard for me. Uh, taking Christian McCaffrey in uh, round two makes uh, this pick very easy. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill uh, to pair with Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey. And like I said, this Team two, we're, we're looking at being the clear favorite in year one, hopefully. Yeah, that, that was about as no-brainer as it gets. Yeah. Um, to have those three guys have all your future picks that you didn't have to trade up anything to get that, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm back on the board here with two picks. I already have Mahomes and A.J. Brown. Uh, my first pick I think is pretty easy for me, and that's Mark Andrews. Yeah, he, he was the other guy I was going to kind of consider there just uh, with Tyreek Hill, but yeah, I, I love getting Andrews at the end of the third round. <laughs> and so this is where AJ Brown, Andrews. Yeah, this is where it kind of gets a little fishy for me. I'm going to go. Uh, uh, let's go as, as much as I'd like to like squeak out some value. I'll just kind of call out some of the best available. So Brock Purdy is on the board. I know he's far down on our ADP list, so you can't see him. Um, the next rookie pick would be one Oh seven um, wide receivers. You're basically looking at Waddle, Devonte Smith um, running back. You're looking at Taylor a Chan um, tight end. You've already taken tight end with Andrews. So, go there so here's in a normal startup i might think about going bully here i'm not going to here but um i love the idea of pairing kyle pitts with andrews but i'm not going to do that 
Uh, I want to secure my second quarterback. I'm going to go Brock Purdy. So I'll have Mahomes, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, Brock Purdy. Yeah, I I think that's where Purdy should go. I was looking at Purdy with the 402 to kind of cap off this win now team. Um, I'm going to instead pivot to, again, another win now piece that I think is a guy who is set up to absolutely smash uh, next year. And uh, Todd had kind of mentioned he's already kind of a little overlooked, forgotten about compared to 18 months ago. But I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor here at 402. Um, and let's, let's win this league in 2024. Yeah. So Allen, CMC, Tyreek, Jonathan Taylor, my team at the one Oh three that has Hertz, um, Drake may and Brock Bowers knows that we have no chance to win the league this year. So let's take a guy that has a chance to improve his value as Tyreek Hill gets, maybe a little bit older and eventually maybe moves aside. So maybe by the time he's 25 or 26, 27, Jalen Waddle will be ready to be a perennial top six receiver. So Jalen Waddle um, at the 403 to pair with Hertz, May. So that's wide receiver 12 or wide receiver 13? That would be wide receiver. Because we have two rookies. Okay. Yeah, so Alave – Alave was nine, Neighbors was 10, Hill was 11, and now Waddle 12. All right, so I'm up uh, 404. This is the team with CJ Stroud, Bijan, Trey McBride. Uh, I'm not a huge stack guy, but the the stack's coming here. Uh, Give me Nico Collins. I like it. He was one of the two guys I'm looking at right here. So, yeah, Stroud, Bijan, Trey McBride, and Nico Collins, man. That's that's a fun start, too. A lot of these starts are really fun. Uh, so, Team 5 here, uh, I have Lamar Jackson, Puka Nakua, and Malik Neighbors. I'm going to pick a guy that I'm almost a little bit surprised lasted to almost the mid-fourth with this group of us three drafting because all three of us love this guy. I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk here. Um, and I think he probably should have gone a few spots higher. Um, I was kind of looking at him, uh, team two, where I took Jonathan Taylor, but he made a little less sense there. Uh, happy, happy to get him. So team five will wrap up with Lamar Jackson, Puka, Malik Neighbors, and Brandon Ayuk. All right, so this team six has Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. Trying to figure out what the best available is because ADP on sleeper is kind of jacked up. Um, oh, yeah. So the wide receiver right now would be would be at wide receiver fifteen. Um, the running back best available is kind of getting ugly, so it's probably a chan for me. Um, the quarterback best available is not even worth discussing at this point. We have gotten outside of all of the worthwhile quarterbacks. Um, I think there's a major tier break from 106 to the 107 in rookie drafts. Um, so this pick kind of just straight up sucks at the 406. So I'm probably just going to take like best available receiver, and even that doesn't feel great. Um Eh, let's let's uh we've already gotten Jefferson and Wilson. This we're going win now with this roster. And let's take 
a guy that I think could increase value. And let's go Devon Achan. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, yeah, he, he can easily jump into the tier of, you know, Bree Skibbs, Bijan, uh, with a enormous year next year. So Team 7 uh, is up now. And yep. That is- so I have, that's 407. I have Joe Burrow. I have Marvin Harrison Jr. I have Chris Olave. I'm going to, with 407, take Kyle Pitts. Yep, I like that pick. I still believe fully. ADP that I mentioned earlier has Pitts at the 602 right now. I'm always ahead on Pitts ADP, that's for sure. Yep, now uh, this brings us to the infamous Jordan Love team, Team 8, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall. Uh, There is a couple wide receivers I'm looking at here, and it's mainly... Uh, mainly two of them, Drake London and Tank Dell. Uh, I'm going to take the guy tied to Peyton Manning 2.0. I'll take Tank Dell and might need to type his name in there too. I don't know where he is in ADP, but I think he, Tank he might Dell be in here won. as Nathaniel Dell. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nathaniel Dell. All right, so team nine that has Herbert Lawrence and Jaden Daniels. Given that we have Jaden Daniels, we're either trading him post-draft or we're just kind of uh, playing out for a tank on this team. The wide receivers, as I play um, draft host and um, pick my players, I'm starting to get a little behind here on who's available. Um, it's running kind back of- best available. It's probably looking like ETN. Picks are 107, so it's not even close for me there. Um, this team definitely doesn't need another quarterback. Yeah, this one is tough, man. I don't think there's a clear answer. At receiver is probably where this team will, will need to go, just because we're um, – probably looking at a tank or if we can trade Jaden Daniels. So we'll just go with Devontae Smith here at the 409. I am after you at the 410. And this is Caleb Williams, Kyler Murray, Jameer Gibbs. I was I was looking at two receivers, one of them Devontae Smith, the other being Drake London. So I'll take Drake London here at 410. Yeah, I like that. Um Man, I'm kind of in the same spot here with Team 11. So uh, Team 11 is a zero QB team. It started off Jamar Chase, Monroe, St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. I don't think there's a quarterback worth taking here. If two a ton, you don't. You're not. You're not drafting for real life quarterback here, Matt. You can just get you a, a nice, solid fantasy quarterback. They're not kicking him to the curb. He's going to be there. It's two a ton. It is not to a time. Todd's, Todd's <laughs> saying this at Todd's saying this at one twelve with two quarterbacks already. By the way, he's pushing. <laughs> I don't even know who's available right now, so it's definitely not for that. It's for this team that's just begging for a quarterback. It, it is. I, I think we can. I think we can push it a little bit. Kick the can down the road a little bit 
further. Um, I, I just just speaking startup situation. This is a team that you're probably you don't take a quarterback here, which is fine. You're going to have to trade up because you're going to start getting nervous about losing out on those Kirk Cousinses and such. That's that's how I would feel if I was in this spot after four rounds with the as many quarterbacks off the board right now. Like I'm going to have to trade up and get Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins as my quarterback sort of thing. Uh, well, uh, to be honest, um, we're we're going to cap this after four rounds. Uh, this team would have the five oh two, and I would probably be looking to pick Jared Goff at 502. I don't see him as that different than Tua. Um, and I have Amon Ra and Sam Laporta, and that's a really fun double stack, in my opinion. Um, Team 12 has already been considering sniping with Jared Goff, just so we're on the same page. That's the trade that's that's up we're talking about, right? Team yeah, Brooklyn, there's golf to a bang bang right here at the four four twelve. We're just gonna go Richardson Fields two and golf with Lamb. You know, I'm gonna. I, I know who I'm picking, and uh, I'm gonna keep some flexibility with this build, and I think I can still go win now. And if things don't fall my way, I can pivot to a one year punt. I am going to take the guy that Todd is always telling people to trade for. I'm going to take T. Higgins here uh, at the 411. And I think he just kind of had a year from hell. Um, and he's set up to bounce back uh, next year. He did finally get back up to wide receiver 14 on Fantasy Calc. I think his ADP right now is wide receiver 14 also. So I have adjusted my Twitter handle. He's back into like kind of the right range to me. So we're we're um, trade for TBD right now on my Twitter. So we're not quite sure who we're trading for. Just you yet. should have it spelled T E E, by the way, for trade TBD. I mean, I feel like Fields and Watson are good candidates for the trade for, uh, in terms of guys that you're. I, I I think of you as pretty high on. Maybe I'm just. I am I am high on Watson. I am obviously high on Fields. He's my second most on quarterback. I think if I put trade for Watson on my Twitter, I'd probably get canceled or something. And, we are trading for Watson if um, we don't have quarterbacks. And um, so this team right here, Team 12, has Richardson, Lamb, Fields. We're going to go with the wide receiver stack. And that stack could be Pittman or DJ Moore. And this team is going to continue to be a win now with some young guys. And I don't know which one it's going to be. It could be both of them because this, this team has the 501. And the problem is that you could take DJ Moore and then you no longer have the stack if Justin Fields is gone. So we will go with Michael Pittman, um, a thirty over 30% target share this year. I think he's also in that same tier of receivers that we've really been rattling off here since Waddle for me. So that tier of receivers includes Waddle, Nico, Ayuk, Tank Dell, Devontae Smith, London, T. Higgins. And I think that Michael Pittman has a strong case to also be in that group, given that he had a 30% target share this year. So that team will go Richardson, Lamb, Fields, and Pittman. All right, so Pittman is Mr. Irrelevant. Why don't we go through all of the teams instead of the pick numbers? Why don't we do that just as like a different variation here? So Yeah, we can do that. Team 101 has Patrick Mahomes, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, and then Brock Purdy rounding him out. Uh, 102 is Josh Allen, 
Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor, unreal win now team. 103 is Jalen Hurts. It is Drake May. Who is Drake? Drake May. Gets confusing with the kickers. And then it was uh, Brock Bowers. Is that? Yep. You went Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. Jalen Waddle. Uh, 104 was CJ Stroud, B. John Robinson, Trey McBride, Nico Collins. Uh, 105, Lamar Jackson, Puka. Neighbors. Neighbors, Brandon Ayuk. Yep. 106, Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Deshaun Watson, HN. 107 is Joe Burrow, Marvin Harrison Jr., Chris Olave, Kyle Pitts. 108, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, Tank Dell. 109, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. It was a third quarterback, Jaden Daniels, Devontae Smith. 110 was Caleb Williams, Kyler Murray, Jameer Gibbs, Drake London. 111, Jamar Chase, Amon St. Brown. Sam Laporta, T. Higgins, and then rounding us out, we had Anthony Richardson, C.D. Lamb, Justin Fields, Michael Pittman, Mr. Relevant. Let's go through and kind of pick Ooh. which team that you made that you like the most and kind of what the rest of that draft, that team might look like. So I will start it off first. The one that if I was picking one of mine that I would take, it'd be this Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Deshaun Watson, HN team. I think it's a win-now team that has a really good chance to not only hold value, but maybe to increase some value. Um, it's obviously going to have a tough time beating that Allen McCaffrey, Tyreek, Jonathan Taylor team that Matt started out with. But I think this team can win now. I would probably look at quarterback at maybe getting a few darts late. So maybe not wasting an earlier pick on one of those Kirk Cousins, but maybe like later in the draft, like the Baker Mayfield, um, maybe get a few backups on this team, like a Jacoby Brissett, um, Gardner Minshew types, and try to bolster out that that depth on the bench where if somebody gets hurt, I can maybe slide them in. So really not try to add or um, spend any more value at quarterback as far as like the top seven, eight rounds. Um, and then um, really bolster out this the position groups at like receiver um, this team would need a tight end soon. So like the tight ends available, um, you've got basically Kittle and Joku and Kincaid. So like here in the fifth round, Kincaid would be an option if you made it here. Makes sense. Hit us with yours, Matt. I, uh, I'm not going to say the Jordan Love team is my favorite. I'm almost certain our listeners are going to say that's the worst fucking team on the board, uh, even though I don't agree. Uh, I, my favorite team is the team that's uh, set up to win now. It's Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and Jonathan Taylor. Um, looking at kind of the similar guys to uh, what you mentioned, uh, Todd, like I'm, I'm looking at Stafford or Baker a couple of rounds from now. Um, guys like that, Cousins, uh, Gino, I'm even fine with as a QB2. So I'm looking at him down the board. The one thing I'm curious about, uh, do you guys think that Travis Kelsey makes it to the end of the fifth round in startups? Because that would be a hell of a guy to add to this team as, as a tight end. I, I think I think he would. Yeah, I, his I ADP I, right yeah, now is seven hundred one. Oh shit! Uh, 
Yeah, I wouldn't even consider him in the fifth or sixth round. I probably I don't even know if I'd consider him in the seventh round. I mean, like I think he's probably just like a top six tight end next year. Maybe he's the top three tight end again. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not spending a first round pick, which a top six round pick is. It's worth a first round pick. I'm not spending yeah. that on like well, one year for a player. He's obviously not playing more than one. Well, we don't. I don't. I wouldn't think he's playing more than one. Matt, Matt with this build, are you potentially looking to move your future picks in this sense and like really load up, or is that something that you're even more so conscious of not trading your future picks, given your maybe age limitations, maybe? So I'm I'm probably not trading my uh, first round pick during the draft. Uh, like I like I'm probably not moving it to move up into the fifth round and grab another guy. If anything, I'm probably saving that bullet for post draft to see how my team turns out. Uh, but it would also depend on you know uh, what my trade partner thinks. Like if if my trade partner is not looking at my pick as a locked in 110, 111, 112, then yeah, maybe I will. Uh, we are uh, we are looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. okay, an, an interesting um, player for this team. This team is already awesome. I think like no matter like what you do, however bad you somebody screwed up the next four or five picks, this team is probably like a playoff team at worst. Yeah, and I think it's geared towards getting the buy. What do you think about um, this team at some point? I don't know exactly where the ADP is taking a TJ t- taking TJ Hawkinson. And kind of having him as like your back pocket um, tight end, maybe not even for this upcoming season, but for next year. And kind of having like some value increase on a team that's going to be a little bit older. So like Hawkinson's ADP right now, it's a little high. So maybe not. So his ADP right now is in the mid fourth. So this, like maybe he makes it to the 511 uh, or 602. But I was thinking maybe you might better get him at the, well, your next pick would be the seven eleven. So yeah, you probably have to take it in six oh two. So maybe maybe that that would not be advisable. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I don't think I would hedge with that that start. I, I think I'm you know all gas, no breaks with this team. So I mean if you guys you guys might be talking me out of Kelsey, I might be looking at Kittle um at like late five, early six. I, I think uh he makes a lot of sense with this team. Um but and they're you know uh a guy that I think has a lot of potential to uh, give me some win now tight end production and also increases value is if you guys think David Njoku will last till the end of the fifth, early sixth. Um, Njoku is kind of a guy that I don't really know exactly how he's valued right now. Uh, I know some people are really high on him and some people just think of him as, you know, whatever, like a mid tight end, not nothing special. Yeah, and just on the Hawkinson thing again. When he comes back, this is the type of team like where you could maybe already be geared towards getting the buy, and then like around the trade deadline, which is all, or if there's not a trade deadline, Hawkinson's going to be coming back. Does a team that like let's say Brian's team won with Mahomes, AJ Brown, Andrews, and Purdy for whatever reason that team is missing the playoffs? Can you then trade Hawkinson in something small to get Andrews when, and Hawkinson's returning and maybe that team is trying to tank? That's kind of what I'm thinking um, in terms of like gaining some value, um, not necessarily having to go all the way in. Um, you can still have some value type piece and still this team could easily get the buy because it's nasty. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of options that I think you can go go with there. Um, in terms of my favorite team, just to round us out here, I I'm kind of I don't have a definitive team that I like the most, but I'll go with Mahomes, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, Brock Purdy. I think that's a really strong four. I think I could build out um, you know, Aaron Jones, James Connor, those types of running backs and be pretty competitive with uh Matt's team, honestly. Uh, especially if a thing goes my way here or there, or a guy emerges or a guy goes down on his end. Um, yeah. but that would be it. That would make for an interesting startup situation. Cause we are kind of tracking towards the similar types of players to fill out their roster. I always, I always love when I'm, you know, on a corner with someone that is just in the opposite direction build wise. Cause you can both kind of be happy when, win. Yeah. So that would that would make for an interesting startup. A lot of snipes probably would happen in this this further as we went further along. Yeah, definitely. And like as much as I love the Allen CMC Tyreek JT start, um, man, all of us played enough Dynasty to know that if you build a really good team, there's no team in your league you should be scared of. Man, there's uh, your team could easily be better than mine regular season and playoffs. And just in terms of like what I think is my most fun, but could definitely be my worst team is Joe Burrow, Marvin Harrison, Olave, Pitts. I think that's like kind of like my semi boomer bust team. Uh, so that's that's where I, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I mean my boom bust team is very obvious. It's it's Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, and Tank Dell. <laughs> um, but I, uh, what what do you think is your boom bust team, Todd? Do you have one? The the team three that has Hertz, uh, Drake May, Bowers, and then I was wow. stuck at the 403, and I ended up having to take the first receiver of a massive tier, and that was Waddle. And literally, I like any of those receivers, like almost identical. And it was like Waddle, Nico, IU, Tankdale, Devontae Smith, London, T, even Pittman. And that's just totally ill-advisable to take the first receiver like that out of a massive tier. But obviously in this situation, we're drafting four teams each. You have to kind of take, <laughs> roll with the punches a little bit. Yeah. We're not able to trade back. So that is a little bit tougher. Um, so it basically be any of these teams where I had to take the first player of a, of a tier. And um, that was a little bit painful. Also this team that has, that started off Herbert Lawrence, Jaden Daniels, and then Devonte Smith. Um, Obviously, when you take your third quarterback in a startup, you're you're drafting already to trade, which is a little bit uncomfortable. So this team started off with two guys that could win now. Now maybe maybe you trade that 104. Maybe you trade a Herbert um, instead. If you if maybe the first few weeks it looks like Jim Daniels is going to start and and you roll. Um, but yeah, that that one's probably my most uncomfortable team, given that it has Jim Daniels and then even Devonte Smith who probably hasn't it doesn't have like a one wide receiver one season in his range even next year so um I, I don't i'm not i'm not in love with taking him even where i took him there yeah, yeah. i think we i think we all agree in in the sense of round four is that's that this is like the range i'm definitely trying to trade back just as something that like yeah. I, I was just trying to think of like picks that i didn't necessarily like uh, i like nico collins at four at, i like nico collins the player but like you're saying like i probably could have gotten him maybe at 410 and if not i have someone else relatively the same and get something out of it but 
you know, that like like we said, we're kind of this is kind of uh just an exercise more than anything and just kind of get people's uh, wheels spinning. Yeah, I like all the guys in that fourth round. It's just like I would rather be at the very end of the fourth round. Like T and Michael Pittman were at the very end. Now maybe what yeah. would I rather have Waddle straight up? All right, sure. But T T or Waddle or even London there at the at the four ten. Um, so with those fourth round picks, I'd probably rather try to trade into the third or probably just trade back into the fourth. I think you get into the fifth round, though. Some of these guys left on the board are Tua. You've got ETN. Um, DJ Moore. Receiver. Um, yeah, you've got DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. 107 would probably be Roma Dunze, uh, Dunze right now. So Matt yeah. likes him. Um, and I, that's I was going to say I'm, I, I was going to say I'm probably adding Romo Dunze to the Chase Simon Laporta. To I would I would definitely try and like get like an upgrade or like a move up in fifth or seventh that sort of thing for sure. Like that that is when like those little incremental moves that seem like it's like oh we're moving up five moving back five. Like sometimes people aren't really sure how to work trading in startups. That's yeah. a great time when you think you see a tier drop or a tier gained that you can move up four or five picks and it looks like it's an even trade, but you're gaining a tier up or two. Yeah. And then once you get past DK and DJ Moore, um, it gets a little bit cloudy. I mean, you're looking at um, Jordan Addison, or you could look at the old guys of like Adams Diggs. Um, you got Zay Flowers still available. Obviously uh, Rashi Rice is available. Um, sleeper ADP right now is all jacked up. So it's kind of hard to see who's available. So I'm kind of looking at different sources at the same time, but I think this is a fun exercise. I think it's a good kind of thing to run through, grab a few friends, run through it, take a few teams and do this before you do a startup, because this helps me. I mean, Brian, we're doing it. You talked me into doing a startup that's going to start probably this weekend. Um, Cause you're a, a absolute degenerate. And not even my idea. So I don't want to take the blame for that. That was not on my idea. <laughs> to be fair, you asked me once, I said no. You asked me a second time and I said yes. So I wasn't, I didn't push back too, too hard. Uh, but I think this is a good exercise to do before that, just to get an idea of team builds. Um, and I think doing multiple teams is helpful at the same time. So for sure. I think it's an interesting exercise. So, like we said at the top, we will now be found in the bulletproof. Um, uh, podcast feed um so check us out there as well um you can find me in the bulletproof discord now um brian is at brian underscore o'leary one on twitter matt is at dynasty peasant and i am at dynasty s flex we are the dynasty market watch thanks for listening antoine walker is not fat he's just big boned <laughs> <laughs>